Live from the Kings County Distillery Studios in New York City, it's the Hospitality Hangout Podcast with the restaurant guy and the finance guy. We've got our whiskey on the rocks ready. It's 5 o'clock somewhere and encourage you to share a pour with us at home. Jimmy, let's take it away. I got to tell you, I've been enjoying uh, the Kings County uh, bourbon ever since they, uh, uh, we, I enjoyed it before they started uh, sponsoring and, and being the, the name, uh, to earn the naming rights of our studio. And I got to tell you, I think I'm enjoying it even more now. So cheers. Are you still mixing your Kings County uh, bourbon with, uh, with uh, Pepsi or Diet Pepsi? Diet Pepsi, but still King me, King me. I take my, I I take my it. cake to me, Kings County, throw a little uh, Diet Pepsi, and uh, it's like Jack and that other brand, but who knows? I don't remember that thing. No more Jack and eh, it's now like uh, Pepsi and uh, Kings County. But listen, I want to welcome everyone more formally to the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Brand the Hospitality Ventures share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, as Shatsy had said, also known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant guy. And thanks for that introduction, Jimmy. And all is listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Branded Hospitality Ventures. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, and uh, lots of other things. Jimmy, we got an incredible, incredible show for everyone today. Yes. Let's just jump into it because I got to be honest, this is probably like a, a three-hour show that we are going to condense into 35 minutes. Yes, half our listeners just turned off like three hours. I'm not sticking around. No, we are really excited. Exactly. Not a three-hour show. We're very excited to bring you a special episode of The Hangout live from the DRA Restaurant Marketing Summit, the Digital Restaurant Association Restaurant Marketing Summit, unlike our other podcasts or the on-the-road episodes, the Restaurant Marketing Summit is an on-demand virtual conference featuring, get ready, Shatsy, over 30 incredible hospitality experts who show you exactly how to level up your restaurant marketing. If you have any questions about paid media, new guest acquisition, loyalty, social media, email marketing, technology, guest feedback, local search, reputation management. I could go on and on and on, and I probably just did. There are best tacos, best burger. Yes. Will we talk about that? Yes, we will talk about that too. But there are insights for you to discover on at this summit. So registration for the branded restaurant marketing summit is, Shaxi, we love this price. It's free. Don't, don't tell. It's oh, free. Jimmy, okay. It's, it's free for it's all free. this? It's free. We're givers, Shatsy. We're givers. You know how we make money on this, Shatsy? Volume. Volume. That's right. We give it away free. We make money on volume. That's right. I learned that. I learned that from Seinfeld. And if you like to join we're looking for it, Jimmy. When, when does that volume actually kick into profit? It's all going to come together someday. Someday, 2050, we'll figure it out. But no, if you'd like to join for the we're summit, it's on, on the golf course, Jimmy. That's right. It's on July 26th and the 27th. The Restaurant Marketing Summit, free. We really hope you uh, to, you enjoy it. Sign up for it. It's going to be amazing. And if you can't make it live, make sure you tune in to the end of today's episode. We'll have an exclusive offer just for our listeners that you can't refuse. By the way, we, we, you can't refuse free, free. I can't wait to see what offer we're going to make at the end of the episode. Well, I remember we did this last year, this summit, Jimmy, and it was absolutely incredible. We had a couple thousand people on it, and everyone just raved about it for weeks after, saying it was the greatest uh, the greatest virtual conference they've yeah. ever been to in their entire life. Yeah, but like The Godfather, uh, like, and by the way, The Godfather 1 was a fantastic movie, but you know what I like more? Godfather 2. 
All right, well, let's jump into it, Jimmy. As I said, we're we're smushing about uh, three and a half hours of incredible content to 35 minutes, so we got to jump right into it with a quick introduction to our guest. First is the man of the hour himself, executive director of the Digital Restaurant Association. That is DRA for you, Jimmy. Mr. Joe <laughs> Reinstein. And with him is our new friend, Kareem Webb. Kareem is a Buffalo Wild Wings franchisee and the principal of Webb Investments. Joe, please give us a little quick background about yourself and the best elevator elevator pitch (laughs) on the Digital Restaurant Association. And then, Kareem, right when he's done, you're going to jump into it yourself. Hey, it's Joe Reinstein. So happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Uh, Really excited to be here. The, The Digital Restaurant Association is a new organization. We're an independent, nonprofit coalition of restaurants coming together to protect and promote their digital restaurant business. Um, Super easy, super simple, but a very complicated and chaotic world of technology, particularly in a post-pandemic world. And digital online visibility and sales and connection of your brand with customers is so important. And that's why we're providing education, technology, and public policy advocacy to help restaurants. I absolutely love it. Kareem, please give us a quick background about yourself. You are incredibly interesting to Jimmy and I because you are a restaurant guy and a finance guy. So you are basically Jimmy and Shatsy mushed into one. You are Jimmy and Shatsy. You are the restaurant guy and the finance guy. And it's always fun to find a person who can actually do what Jimmy and I do together. So tell us about yourself. Well, man, I'm a really blessed guy because um, I come from a family of restaurateurs. My parents were pretty large McDonald's franchisees, my siblings. Um, I've been a a Buffalo Wild Wings franchisee for 12 plus years now and and growing with that brand and to have a family office with my siblings in in which we get to do a lot of interesting things. I come to the work and I'm on the board of the DRA uh, working with Joe uh, because you know, I'm an activist. I'm I'm fighting for small business people. I understand as a franchisee, we've got different interests sometimes in our franchisor. And then I've got a lot of colleagues that aren't aren't a part of franchise systems who have small businesses and have concerns with respect to um, how to drive revenue, how to protect their revenue, how to compete in a in a in a more and more complicated marketplace um, that requires really the understanding of all of these tools. So. Yeah, you won't understand, you won't be able to compete, you won't be able to advocate for what you think is fairness unless you have a seat at the table. So I'm glad to be a part of this conversation today. That is awesome. Now, that is awesome. And, and again, we are we are huge fans of this industry, big love of the industry, and everything Brandon's doing leans into operators and, and the success we wish to uh, to bring to them and to help them. And, and that is so on brand, what you just shared, um, Kareem. So thank you for that. Listen, today, being that we're at the Restaurant Marketing Summit, we're going to talk about restaurant marketing. But since we have a unique opportunity, and then the category of Captain Obvious, that's what we're going to talk about. But since we have a unique opportunity of having both a restaurant advocate and a restaurant operator, I think we should do things a little differently today. And how about I throw out a single pitch? I'm going to make a single pitch question and uh, give you guys a, an opportunity to stretch it to a double. And you can each answer, uh, you give us your own perspectives. No one loves baseball references more than you, Jimmy. You know what's crazy? You didn't really play baseball. 
I played baseball. I not only played baseball, I played, I played baseball. I played baseball until I had a disagreement with my college coach. I thought I was pretty good. My coach said, no, you're not. And that ended my baseball career. Pretty simple, pretty simple disagreement. All right, but here we go. Let's set the stage three areas of restaurant marketing that we're going to cover today. Okay. We're going to talk about third-party marketplaces, also known as the DSP, uh, delivery service platforms, marketing. We're going to talk about guest feedback marketing, critical guest feedback. And three, we're talking about social advocacy marketing. So let's kick off with third-party marketing, the DSP marketing. At Branded, you know, we, we're owner-operators. We believe a strong delivery program at the end of the day includes both white label or delivery owned um, program, as well as partnerships with the third party marketplaces. There's no doubt that the DSPs act as a marketing and discovery tool. And when it comes to virtual restaurant brands, you know, especially, you know, we've had our guest uh, Robert Earl, the legendary Robert Earl uh, from VDC virtual dining concept. We've had a tool suit at, K- at KU, Kitchen United. These guys are, are meccas in the virtual space and they lean on the DSPs um, and it's actually their number one source of customer acquisition. So Joe, I'll start with you. I'll throw the ball to you. C-Shatch, throwing the ball uh, to you first. You know, share your thoughts on delivery marketplaces as a marketing tool. You got to be there. Uh, You know, fish where the fish are biting and a lot of consumers are on third-party marketplaces. So restaurants have to be there to meet their customers where they're at. And the convenience and frictionless and seamless interactions that it drives for um, eaters and customers um, can't be beat. So, uh, you know, you have to pay to play. Uh, The important thing to note is that they're pay to play marketplaces, uh, unlike Google, which has both sponsored ads and an algorithm that allows anybody to rise to the top of the rankings. um, The third party marketplaces are pay to play. So if you want to be uh, have that algorithm reward you as a restaurant, you have to you have to play uh, and you have to put money behind it. So there's you know, there's the the smallest level of engagements you can have uh, with the third parties. And then you can add on top of it as far as you want to go. And I would recommend that restaurants experiment and test and learn with the best approach. It's a great customer acquisition tool. So you want to pulse your spending. Um, but you also want to make sure that you have a, um, comprehensive approach to online orders and delivery. And that means investing in way more than just the third party platforms. It, it cannot be the only solution. It's just one tactic in an array. Um, certainly Google, uh, if you think about customers finding where to eat online, 70% of the time, they're finding that restaurant through Google, Google search, Google Maps, et cetera. Um, The smaller percent are among all of the third-party platforms. So yes, you need to be there, but you also have to pay attention to to the much bigger uh, pond, if you will, where the fish are biting, and that's that's our friends at Google. I, I was just going to. I think um, I think Domino's announcement of their partnership with Uber uh, last week, I think, reinforces what you just said. 
uh, dominoes went on their own uh, for for uh, for years and years, and finally announced a, a, a relationship with Uber that I believe somebody uh, mentioned that would bring into Domino's about a billion dollars in revenue just by listing Domino's on Uber, a uh, billion dollars in additional revenue. So uh, yeah, you do have to be there for sure. All right, nope, great points, Kareem. Let's go. Let's go to you, sir. Your take as an operator. You know, what do you do in your stores with respect to third-party marketplaces and DSP? Uh, D, sorry, uh, yeah, D, uh, DSP marketing. Well, for me, I'm pretty fortunate because I'm part of a franchise platform, and Inspire Brands is amongst, if not, I think, uh, one of the smartest uh, um, companies in terms of how they're engaging DSPs, and so. I don't really have to do much except for make sure that my PLS is working and that we're, uh, you know, following kind of brand standard operating procedures to take advantage of the platform. My concern comes when we talk about like really the health of the industry and all the talent um, in the industry beyond my own personal kind of sales and volume through my arrangement with my franchisor and my, you know, contribution to the national ad fund. Um, you know, because of the cost of competing, the cost of really being able to get um, real value or real movement or visibility on these platforms uh, and educating people about what are the alternative ways to be able to leverage the platform. How do you leverage through social media? How do you connect to the platforms in ways that you might not otherwise be able to afford um, uh, to grow your business and, uh, and to expose yourself to a wider audience? Uh, that would want to connect and have food and maybe not come to your restaurant, but still have the experience. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, we often talk about how restaurant technology tools are not and should not be a substitute for hospitality. Uh, a lot of people say that uh, technology will uh, is going to is killing hospitality. However, uh, I mean, Jimmy and I, from where we sit and we're operators and we invest in, in technology innovation, I think it's the opposite. I think incorporating uh, some time-saving technology allows for the employees to actually uh, do, do other, other important tasks and brand ambassadorships and then provide a better guest experience. So the same goes for uh, customer marketing. Uh, operators still need to listen to their guests. It's, I mean, guest feedback and engagement is is key. And I can't think of a better tool for for restaurant operators to be using than a guest feedback management. Uh, Jimmy, the old GFM, I think you like to say, the old GFM. <laughs> uh, Kareem, can you share how you are using uh, the GFM or guest feedback management power and tools to help with your marketing? You know, it's it's yeah, it's guest feedback and it's direct feedback, especially around the areas that we're you know consistently challenged, which is in order accuracy. Um, nothing more, it, nothing worse than getting an order and it's yeah. wrong. <laughs> then it's wrong. Uh, communicating uh, with guests in terms of timing, uh, measuring the difference between what we're responsible for, but versus what our third party deliverer is responsible for. How long is that food sitting there? What is the quality of the experience of the guest, even when it's accurate, but by the time that they get it, um, it's cold really or it's soggy or what have you, or it's or it's it's turned into a salad in the bag, <laughs> and, and it wasn't a salad right? you ordered. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, what third-party delivery has done, obviously exacerbated by or accelerated by the pandemic, 
is made a much greater percentage of my business be takeout, delivery, third party, whatever. Uh, and so really honing in on that business at a Buffalo Wild Wings, my average unit volume, I have a wing stop in my business. And so looking at it that way, scheduling that way, coaching, you know, uh, our management responsibility and the division of them has really changed the nature of like how we go about doing our business, the allocation of labor, uh, the skills development uh, is significantly different today than what it was three years ago. You know, I, I, this is Joe. I, I, you know, learn so much every time Kareem talks. It's just amazing. Um, you know, guest feedback is so critical and it connects to exactly what Kareem was just saying with what happens with pay to play third party marketplaces is that restaurants get cut off from their customers. Um, there's not a connection in the same way as when a customer orders through the restaurant's own first party platforms and apps and websites and phones, or is obviously ordering in the restaurant. When they're ordering through a third party, the restaurant and the customer are not connected. And there isn't that same level of connection and brand experience and connectivity. And just to circle back, which makes the investment in guest feedback so important. By the way, I thought you guys were like putting on was, a sound was effect there with the, with the you truck talking. <laughs> Time's <awesome>. up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but so just to wrap it up quickly, guest feedback is a, is so much more critical now because restaurants are disconnected from some of their customer base. So whether it's real-time text-based surveys, the way to move a three or four star review into a five star review just because it shows that you care about whether or not the, the customer is satisfied or not and things you can do in real time to get them satisfied. So it engages your staff. It gives you the information insights in real time. I think it changes your whole culture. It creates a whole um, restaurant mentality around satis a satisfied customer and so helps the entire enterprise. You know, there was a lot there to, uh, to unpack, and, and I know we're going to move on, but uh, a couple of thoughts. Speak, Jim, all, speak more than you, Jimmy. That's unheard of. No, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm learning too. But, you know, we talk about the, the importance of off-prem and how that's a real a – real, it's a meaningful part of our sales now. And Kareem was talking about the intentionality. It's what I heard him talking about in terms of how he's going to run a successful – business outside of its four walls. Um, and and then Joe is commenting on that, you know, that, that, that we're losing the guest. The guest is, there's that intermediary and the guest feedback is what allows the guest to have a voice and to communicate. And then for operators like Kareem and, and ourselves, Shachi, to, under, to hear from the guest. I think even giving the guest just that voice, the chance to, to communicate is as Joe said, changes the culture, changes the uh, the value prop. But but you know one of the, the wonderful things you guys have, um, or a commonality that you both share, is you're both incredible industry advocates. Um, Joe, you specifically are doing tremendous work to enact legislative solutions for your members. You know the biggest pain points. You know including requiring fee transparency, uh, customer information sharing, and listing consent. Um, between restaurants and third-party online food ordering um, and the delivery companies. And that's all really important stuff. Kareem. I think Joe got toast to uh, reverse his 99-cent fee. Is that not true, Joe? Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> I'd love to take credit for that, but no. You could take credit on the podcast. You take credit. That's right. Listen, toast gets the credit. 
Toast gets the credit. Yes. They, 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 they did it. They heard feedback. They pivoted immediately. Yeah, that is how the industry think needs to go over to... well, Joe. Did they think it was going to go over well? <laughs> that's some. That's how the counter thought it was going to go over well. I, I like I like Joe. I like Joe's position. You know what? The corrective action is where we should focus the attention. I agree with that. Agree. Um, we just got Kareem. You embody what it means to be, you know, an entrepreneurial activist. I love your model. Your your motto of aligning instruments of economic opportunity and for people residing where opportunity exists. I also somewhat selfishly love that your motto is it takes a village because I have been myself known to say that um, quite often, let's say. But my question to you both is what are you doing to market yourselves, your advocacy work and your missions? One could argue that you do this you know, this selfless work, and it's not to get a pat on the back, but at the same time, you do want your messages to be shouted from rooftops and for all to hear. So, Joel, I'll let you go first. Um, you know, what are you doing to market yourselves, your advocacy work, and your missions? And, Kareem, I'll ask you to step in when Joe's done. Uh, two things. I mean, if it, I hope, I wish it were that simple, but just for the sake of the podcast, one, partnering with you guys. I mean, there we go. you have a you have this huge megaphone <laughs> and and you invited us on to the show so this is a way that we can communicate to the industry and to everyone involved not only what we're doing but why it's so important to operators to engage um you know and you know the, the other piece is working collaboratively with all partners on all sides um I have great conversations with the biggest third-party platforms, and we have some common ground, um, particularly around fee transparency and listing consent. Um, so there's there's lots of positive moves there, and my conversations with them, I've noticed, is that every time they have a new feature and product in beta or pilot or that they are rolling out that specifically addresses the pain points restaurant operators have. So just by engaging in this conversation and shouting from the rooftops and using your megaphone and platform, um, we're able to move the needle in favor of operators. So if it happens through legislation and public policy advocacy, great. If it happens because there's marketplace pressure and restaurant operators are coming together to voice their concerns, and then the platforms and other innovators in the space are actually bringing new products and features that address those concerns, that's that's a beautiful world. That's what we're trying to make happen. Excellent. That was gold, Jerry. Gold. Gold. I know your name is Joe. I just quoted Seinfeld. Kareem, you, Kareem, Kareem, you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. Not Jerry. <laughs> God's sake. It's a Seinfeld. You guys got to for bourbon at the beginning of that talk. <laughs> good. Kareem, sir, you're up. First, first of all, let me just shout you guys out because you guys are advocates for the restaurant industry. The reason why the DRA is is is, is critical because it represents the current and the future of the in, in a capitalistic democracy. I don't think there's any better industry to really enable the American dream than the restaurant industry because we represent every culture. We give experience of every culture. There's every different size of business, and in order for businesses to thrive in the future, you're gonna have to address how do you deal with how people are experiencing food um, and our industry today. The DRA is, is gonna, it's, has opportunity and is playing a critical role in informing people and advocating for the entrepreneur. Uh, and so uh, that is what we're talking about 
for me, it's not about like, how do I promote myself? I'm, I, you know, anywhere there's an opportunity to be in the room uh, to help people or to talk about fairness and agency and how people can leverage the restaurant industry or entrepreneurialism ownership in general is the way that we incentivize behavior that's in all of our interests. America, capitalistic democracy, choice, all of that, you know, we got to have people that work, but we got to have people that, that, that own and are driving ideas and, you know, are engaged in our economy in the, in the best and highest ways. Entrepreneurship is a great way to do that. And uh, the best way to do that, America, there's no better entrepreneurial environment in the world than in the United States of America. And we got the best industry. So this is this is exactly the conversation that we should you, be having. You're, you're crushing it right now. You're crushing it, man. You're you're yeah. not on with everything you just said. I don't think people uh, give the restaurant industry enough credit yeah. for all the things you said. I got to tell you, Shatsy, you got to have to dub in some. Uh, we got to get some good army or good good Americana music back uh, uh, in the background. For I mean, honestly, I'm totally serious. I um I don't know an industry. I could be wrong, but I don't know an industry where I've heard more stories about the person that was you know in high school bussing tables or doing dishes and decades later are the CEO or owning businesses than in this story. And you want to talk about a melting pot and the diversity of, you know, you look around the back of house, front of house, you look around the industry. It is such a, uh, a wonderful, both uh, diverse. Um, we, we, and, we've been DEIing for, for quite a few years in our industry yeah. without any anybody telling us yeah and i also like cream you, you know I, you, well i'm gonna say free i'm a free markets person i really do feel and, and i'll use toast as an example again that got sorted out without anyone needing a you know a congressperson or otherwise to to step in we as a market sorted that out um there was feedback there was uh, people spoke up and the company listened again i think we can sort out a lot of our own stuff but it should happen jimmy you don't need that you shouldn't have uh, the politicians get involved that's just capitalism man like wow. kareem said that just gets sorted out by the markets but i thought joe and kareem i thought that was great stuff and and, and i really hope our listeners uh rewind and play that back because it's really strong um and thank you both for sharing it um i'm going to change gears a little bit here it, it, you know chats and i started this podcast because we clearly like to chat a little bit and talk, um, especially Shatsy, he talks all the time. Uh, but it turns out that um, that we also found out uh, along the way, sometimes our guests have questions for us. So let's kick off Talking Back, the marketing edition. And we're going to let you, Joe and uh, Kareem, take the, uh, the microphones. As we say, nothing's off the table. Kareem, I'll go to you first this time. And you can ask uh, Shatsy and, uh, and, and me any question you like. As we like to say, nothing's off the table. So my, my question for you is like you guys see and talk to everybody, the, the, the biggest of the big, the most interesting of the interesting in our industry. When you think about marketing is about driving sales, it's about engaging guests. Now, more than ever, it's about the data and how you use the data. What's the best idea you've heard in the last year? Oh, it's a good one. B- besides um, the the DRA was created. Besides the obvious. Yeah, Shachi, do you want to take this first, or you, what do you want me to jump in? Yeah, uh, I'm st- I'm still thinking about it, Jimmy. So if you've got something right. on mind, yeah, uh, then, I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, then I'm going to jump in. I think it's a great question, and it is a great I, question. I think a lot of um, I think a lot of people, particularly those, our industry is one of the most misunderstood, I believe, out there, and the reason it's so misunderstood 
is our guests uh, project their guest experiences onto the industry. And that's not, there is zero blame of the guests uh, with intentionality. I call them by what we call them, our guests. Most businesses have customers, they have clients. Um, we have guests. We want them to feel a kinship with our stores, our restaurants, our hotels, et cetera. So of course they're going to project onto it. But I think people lack, what they don't understand is how personal this is all about to get. And some of the personalization tools, Kareem, um, so we touched on guest feedback. And the idea that you're going to run an ad in Taxi TV in New York and promote some product, brand, or otherwise, the randomness of hoping the right person gets into that taxi and sees that ad, um, I just think that's wasteful. Um, you've seen it on social media, the personalization and the algorithms that start, based on what you're reading and looking at, start to promote and market things. Some of the interesting things I'm looking at is that type of personalization on the marketing side for our industry. And it's, you know, we're not going to show um, a vegan uh, special to a pure carnivore, just as we shouldn't show the all you can eat, you know, wild wing, uh, uh, baby back ribs. We shouldn't show that to someone who might be a vegetarian and we know what they are. So I think it's going to get a lot more personal. I think social media has helped us recognize that privacy to some extent is dead. We're putting a lot out there. And that, by the guests putting information out there, the personalization, I think, is going to be um, incredibly important the next phase. Um, a lot more intentionality when it comes to marketing, a lot more specific marketing. And then the point, you, you, you mentioned the word data. And I will say, I think that is an under-focused uh, on area of our business because at the end of the day, I think, the data that comes from restaurant, the personal consumption, personal preferences is among one of the most valuable data sets there in that, that is, um, that exists. And I think that combined with personalization tools is going to be a big uh, focus on marketing going forward. That's my answer. Yeah, I would agree with that, Just Jimbo. Say ditto. I think Just say that ditto. No, no. I, you know, I was going to say ditto because it is a ditto, but it's a ditto with a, uh, with a, uh, what a, a footnote, if you will. Uh, I think that we've I think the restaurant industry, as we know, has always kind of been an industry that's always been a little bit behind when it comes to tech and innovation. Um, you know, we're, we're almost like an art form. You know, it's it's the culinary arts. And I think retail has always been a little bit ahead of us. And I think you're spot on. I think the supermarkets, the retailers have been customizing their uh, marketing efforts to you based on purchasing and, and, and preferences for quite a few years longer than we have to your point i think we would just blast out an email about a um you know a special to every single person in our in our group and and it's probably not as effective as subsetting and segmenting like you said um if you're going to do something about a uh, in a full serve, maybe it's a, it's a wine special, red wine special. Maybe that should go to people that actually have ordered red wine in the past and like red wine. If you're going to do something about um, a steak special, maybe that should go to people that actually know ordered steaks in the past, um, to your point. And I think, like I said, retail has been way ahead of us. And I think that those tools and that technology innovation is now uh, working its way towards uh, restaurants. I think you see on social media for years, uh, retailers have been able to access um, your preferences and let you know you can buy this, buy that, and, and restaurants are just kind of getting into it. So I agree 100%. Jimmy, good stuff, great question. Um, are we? Is there another question, or are we jump, jumping right into the food service feud? 
Um, do, 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 do I get to play or are we running out of time? I, I thought Kareem, I thought you and Joe had a, it was a one question for the two of you. You talked about this it, earlier. It can be. And his question was so good that I'm ready to go. It's, up, yes. it's your show. You go ask a question. Here. Ask a question. All right. Uh, boxers or briefs? Good question. Good question. I have always been a brief guy. It's a one word answer. One word. Brief. Okay. Coke or Pepsi? I'm Pepsi. All right. McDonald's or Burger King? Burger King. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Deep dish or thin crust? Thin crust. Okay. Now the serious question, if we have time. So let's, let's think about the world in which we live today. And you guys were just talking about the importance of restaurant data. And it, I, I don't like talking about it in terms of data or customer information, it's really the connection that restaurants have with their customers. In other words, customers get to communicate with the people making their food and the people making the food get to communicate with the people they're making the food for. And in the current construct of the industry, we have um, large big tech platforms that are now getting in the way of that brand relationship and that customer relationship. and. Part of what we're seeing happening, and I'm going to go off on a tangent here, is that big, the biggest players can negotiate with those platforms. They can negotiate getting some data. They can negotiate much lower fees. Mm-hmm. While mom and pops are paying 30% yes. in fees just to be on those pay-to-play uh, marketplaces. What is your guys' feeling? about how restaurants can respond, or is this sort of a a lethal dynamic for the health and vitality of the industry? Meaning mom and pops and independents are at a significant disadvantage. The biggest players can buy the visibility on the platforms, can get the data, and can pay lower fees. So what are the long-term implications for the health of the industry? And what connects right back to our conversation about living the American dream, the entrepreneurial spirit, letting first generation and, 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 and Americans own restaurants, bring their culture and food to Americans, but they're the ones who have the most difficulty competing in this new environment. Yeah, it's a great question, Joe. I would say a couple things. Um, first off, on, on the single unit, the mom and pops in any, in any business, in any industry, have always been at a disadvantage um, I look at, you know, when I think about negotiating, uh, if you, if you, if you're going to, um, if you're going to buy paper goods from your paper supplier, you're buying whatever you're buying from your distributor. I mean, the guy who's got 25 stores, or the guy who's got one store doing $10 million, he's got price leverage and he's going to go in there and he's going to get a better deal than the guy who's doing less business. I always found it interesting that the guy with one store is going to pay more for a bag in a box from Coke or Pepsi than the guy who's got a hundred stores and the guy who's got the one store actually needs the better price to survive. But that's, that's almost like business and capitalism. You know, the guy with the pricing uh, can get a better deal. So it is, I think when you're a big fran- when you're part of a big franchise group, you do get that, that, that power comes back to you to Kareem's uh, point where he's part of inspire brands. So he get the benefit of some of the deals that they've negotiated, which I think is really an, an advantage when you are part of um, some of these franchises. That's part of the reason why you want, because they're putting a lot of 
they're buying up the advertising dollars, which you couldn't afford, but they're buying it as a giant group. They're making deals with paper suppliers and, 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 and the food manufacturers that you couldn't get as a single unit. So there's advantages there for sure. And I think I, I would have to also say that for some of the smaller folks, there's a lot of buying groups out there that they can find and look for um, that would help them level the playing field. Um, we, we know a few, Jimmy and I, because we do business with a bunch of them, that, you know, these are these um, buying offices, et cetera, where, you know, you can you can get the leverage of, uh, of a multi-unit, but you don't have to be. So that that's an opportunity that you really, if you're not taking advantage of those things, I think there are opportunities for you to be able to level the playing field. I, uh, I love the question you asked, uh, Joe, and uh, and I tolerated your answer, Shatsy. No, I'm kidding. I like your answer, Shatsy. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I did like your answer. What I was going to say is I'm going to take a step back and do some numbers and say, first of all, ha- more than half the restaurants in our country are independents, uh, defined as uh, uh, owners of one or two stores. Um, so um, while I agree with you, Joe, there are certain advantages that come with size and scale, as Shatsy said, in every industry, you know, I, I believe, you know, there's the uh, a, uh, even Brandon does this. Um, we, we have to use our size to leverage our agility and our speed and our ability to make decisions quickly um, in order to uh, essentially um, you know, compete. Um, and I go back to the analogy of baseball, big market teams have certain advantages and yet small market teams are winning games too. In fact, mid market teams have been known to win championships. So the fact is, I think we want to really, um, for there, you know, there's an Olo in terms of online food integration software for enterprise. And there's a Chowley online food integration dedicated to SMBs. So as it comes to the tech and Chatty mentioned a few buying groups, I also think there's technology being specifically geared and built to that smaller market. And I think that's one of the areas where the, the we'll say the little guys um, are going to have a chance, you know, to compete against uh, Goliath. The Davids have a lot of tools available to them and they do need to leverage them as Shatsy said. That's fantastic. Jimmy, I got to tell you, as always, you make my answers better. You do, you do. That's how we roll. I know. Yes, I just, we got yes, yes. to do here. Kareem's got to go and, and do what he's got to do. And Joe's got to do what he's got to do. But I got a couple more things to get to. So right now, Jimmy, I got to go to a great segment. It's a food service feud. You know it. You've listened to it. Everyone knows it. It's one of the most popular uh, podcast segments in all the world. I we've, We went uh, every week on LinkedIn. We do a poll. We ask a couple hundred million people what they think about something. We surveyed over 100,000 random restaurant patrons throughout the entire globe. Jimmy, we had our people all over the world asking one simple question. One simple question. Jimmy, uh, Kareem, Joe, are you guys ready to play the food service feud? Don't be too excited. As ready as we'll ever be. Am I in in too? Can I play? Yes, you're in, Jimbo. Business without you. Get your imaginary buzzers ready. I am going to ask you a question. Whatever you got to give me what the top answer is on the board for your family feud. Here we go. As you know, National uh, Hot Fudge Sunday day is today. Which brand of ice cream ranked the highest for the favorite ice cream sundae? Is it? Benjamin and Jerry's. Is it Hagen Dazs? Is it Baskin Robbins or Cold Stone Creamery Goat? Hagen Dazs. 
Benny I got to tell you, Kareem failed to buzz, but he's our guest. I'm going to let him take it. And guess what? Ding, ding, ding. Kareem is the big winner. The big winner. <laughs> you know, right in there, haagen was a number one answer, followed by, anyone care to guess number two? Ben and Jerry's. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> number three and Ben and Jerry's coming in at number four. Uh, listen, guys, it was great. Kareem knows a little something about ice cream. Uh, and I got to tell you, haagen hands down, my favorite ice cream. It's simple. It's delicious. Uh, and it's got all natural ingredients. At least that's what I think. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> and this segment was sponsored by Hagen Dazs All Natural. I gotta tell you, that's cool. Ice cream, man. You look at it, it is absolutely delicious. I love it, and I'm sticking with it. All right, Brandon Quickfire, Jimmy, you know that the brand Quickfire is honestly next to the uh, food service feud. It is the top, top. I mean, you ask uh. Joe Rogan, he will tell you the number one segment. <laughs> it's a brand of Quickfire. Uh, we are doing the restaurant marketing edition. Jimmy, you are not playing in this segment. This is just for Kareem and Joe. It is not for you. I'm going to ask Kareem. I'm going to ask you first, then Joe. Five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Um, first answer that comes to mind. Here we go. Uh, Kareem, first question to you. Favorite restaurant slogan. We're looking for like, it's finger licking good. I'm loving it. I love it. Joe? Ugh, I can't say I'm loving it. You can say I'm loving it. Ugh. That's so lame. Jimmy, Joe's thinking, but what he means to say is wings beer, wings beer and sports. That's what he meant. This is a tough brand of quick fire. Favorite restaurant icon. Kareem, we're thinking like the Golden Arches. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say the jack-in-the-box guy. Yeah, oh, I don't even know what that is, but I like the jack-in-the-box guy. Really Joe? Yeah. You're, 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 you are so L.A. Uh, I'm going to go with Downey's <laughs> Chicken and Waffle. <laughs> I know that was a guy, but okay. Your favorite? I'm going I'm I'm to run for the border even though I'm not allowed to play. Run for the border. This is going to be easier because I'm going to give you some choice. I feel like I feel like our producer, Julie, should have given choices or something. It's hard on the spot. Favorite iconic wingman? Robin to Batman, Chewbacca to Han Solo, or Goose to Maverick? Kareem? Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. Chewbacca. I got, I- I got to go Goose to Maverick. He talked the most smack. It's Goose and, and, and Joe, you're going yeah. Chewy to Han Solo. Bring <laughs> <laughs> right. back to you. Favorite restaurant social media account? Uh, who's got the most irreverent social media account? Uh, you gotta go I'm like, not sh- Mr. Beast. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what Mr. B's is, but somebody that's irreverent. B, B, B dubs, we, we're 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 on our way, but I don't think we're on the way there yet. There's some good ones out there. I'm not. They're not coming to mind, but the most irreverent. Jeff, you got the answers for that one. I got I got nothing for you. Mm, Just go with Rev. Well, <laughs> I think that you know we got to talk about what's happening on TikTok, and certainly the grimace recently is yes, the good one. Of, of, but uh yeah. you know Everyone now he's gone. purple yeah apparently 
Shaq, I was going with Foodie Guy NYC. Yeah, I was going to say Foodie Guy NYC or Rev Cinciano, and then uh, and, and Kim Kardashian's got to be there somewhere. She must have something to do with a restaurant or something, right? I mean, the Kardashians seem like they got everything. Anyway, if you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a game of Name That Tune, who do you have better odds of beating? Kareem? <laughs> oh, uh, oh! Now I'll be Jimmy. I know. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, Jimmy, your voice is TV and the only music you listen to is Sesame Street. Well, it shot to your voice is a little silky. Jimmy, oh, yeah, he's true. got like he's got he's got he's a little gruff. I, I, yeah, I, I think I can get it with karaoke. I got it. Yeah. I love it. We're listening here on K Rock ninety two KTU. Joe, bring us in. Joe, who are you gonna beat on Name That Tune? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Shotzi just to play devil's advocate. You gonna beat me? Yeah. I respect Kareem's answer, but I don't think he fully appreciates uh, the level of your lack of attention. Uh, de- I think your attention deficit disorder. Uh, Shachi would lose interest in the game so fast. Uh, Joe, I think, he, I think he wouldn't make it to the first question or two, yet alone a string of songs to listen to. But answers are respected. That was one of the toughest quick fires I've seen, but I have to tell you, it's going to be a mo- one of the most memorable ones, memorable ones as well. Um, I'd like to mention at the top of the show, I said we had an exclusive offer that you can't refuse. Um, just for our listeners, if you're unable to make the Restaurant Marketing Summit live, um, you can gain access to the content from all our presenters, including all the workbooks, checklists, and the white papers associated with them for an additional 90 days by securing the VIP all-access pass for the low, low price of $97. That's right. 90-day pass, uh, securing all VIP access for just $97. That also gets you access to additional Can training. Uh, tax and tip? Sure, sure. <laughs> no, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I, you know what? Actually, on the advice of counsel, I don't give tax advice. Oh, I don't give tax advice. From what Sorry. this did, okay. also, there is a $0.99 cent, uh, order fee. Apply. Yes, we <laughs> We're going to waive the 90 cent order fee uh, on this digital subscription. Uh, it also gets you access to additional training, only available to VIP all access members. If you'd like to take advantage of this offer, please email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. Cell phone number, they can call Kareem Direct. And we'll, and we'll make it happen. I'll tell you what, we'll give him Rev's cell phone number for that one. We'll let him, we'll spare uh, Kareem and Joe, give out Rev's number, and all is happy. No, in all seriousness, uh, Joe, Kareem, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast today and for sharing some really uh, incredible insights. Uh, we appreciate um, the hard work you guys are doing um, for the hospitality industry. Um, and and it, it's, it's an industry we love, and it's clear that you guys do as well. Uh, I still go back to Kareem's earlier comment comments about just uh, this is a, a really an American, a very, truly unique industry that really does welcome all and, and gives a lot of opportunities for success. I've certainly seen some uh, throughout my career in this industry. If you want to get in touch with Joe or Kareem directly, again, please email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. We'd be happy to make the introductions uh, for you. And again, we never end a, an, an episode of the, of the Hangout without a special thanks to our listeners. Uh, we appreciate the time that you're tuning in. We try to have some fun on the show, but we also try to bring some um, industry leaders and experts that are really sharing insights and doing great things uh, for this industry. And, and today was certainly an example and a best-in-class example of that. So thank you for continuing to tune in with us. Uh, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, uh, signing off. Um, and again, a special shout-out 
uh, to the Digital Restaurant Association and this Restaurant Marketing Summit um, that allowed us to be part of it. So thank you, everybody. Chats, I'll pass it back to you. Real quick, Jimmy, DRA, what, what's the, uh, the URL for that? Is that DRA.com or DigitalRestaurantAssociation.com? DigitalRestaurants.org. Digital restaurants work, check it out, doing some really cool thing. And if you want to check out, if you want to see Kareem in person, he's signing autographs. Uh, I believe where, where's your store? Your store's out in California, right? In, in Torrance? We're in California and opening a new Buffalo Wild Wings in Chinatown, Broadway, and Cesar Chavez next Saturday, fight night. Come on through. So if you're looking for wings, beer, and sports, that's what Joe was trying to say when he was thinking about the the best line. Uh, Kareem will be signing autographs at his new store opening for wings, beers, and sports in California over in Chinatown. And uh, I just wanted to say one other thing. Uh, if you're checking out, if you want to find out some really great technology and innovation for your restaurants, check out boom.store. It's free. Uh, if you want a great, a great weekend read, if you're bored out of your mind on a Saturday morning and have nothing to do, head hospitalityheadline.com. Check it out, and you get some incredible insights into the hospitality world. Every, a full recap of the week in hospitality, hospitalityheadline.com. Last thing, Jimmy, sorry for the shameless plug. We are, we are sponsors of FS Tech Innovation Alley in Dallas down in September. I think it's the 13th or something like that. Uh, we've got a three spots left, Jimmy, for the Innovation Alley. We bring 20 new startups uh, that are making things happen and really cool stuff in hospitality tech. If you are interested, email me, email the podcast, FS Tech Innovation Alley. Email us. We've got a spot for you, a turnkey booth. Jimmy, I'm done. Hosp- it's the restaurant guy signing off from the hospitality hangout. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Thank you.